0: Hello, and welcome to Technically Speaking. Uh, it's a sad day. It's a very, very sad day as we record, because the Wii Shop, and that is not a Scottish slang Wii Shop, that is the Wii Shop in terms of the Nintendo Wii Shop, has uh, has sadly passed on. I'm joined by Peter, as I am always, a bit of a
1: somber. A sad note to start today's <laughs> podcast, on. After 12 glorious years, our good friend, the Wii Shop <laughs> has indeed closed. Will we just have a moment's silence. No, we should talk. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Um, other than the the heart wrenching loss that is <laughs> the store, I'm well. I'm uh, well. I'm well. Thank you. Good. Good to hear. Um, um so yeah, um, what's been happening with you, man?
0: Uh, not a lot. Uni. I'm back on placement next week, which should yes, be yes, fun. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, I've got an essay due on Monday, which I'm still behind on, Fantastic. which I'm not feeling great about. And uh, I am carrying injuries, one sustained by yourself.
1: <laughs> yes, so for those who don't know, we're Pete and Arne, we run Technically Speaking, it's a podcast where every week we meet up and it's partially for us to catch up because we're yep. good mates and it's also a chance for us to look into tech news and how we feel about certain things in the world of tech and yeah. think that's fair to say, um, but yeah, earlier this week we were uh, playing football t- uh, together and uh, my knee managed to uh, make a, a harsh impact in Arm's leg, I Arm's, yep. um, being a real man about it and not talking about it at all.
0: No, I mean, I've, n- I've not mentioned it every waking minute <laughs> since it happened, you know. <laughs> uh, I just soldier on, and I've got a sore wrist as well.
1: I mean, we knew that from last week. <laughs> I know. Well, well it's, st- it's still bad. Um But, so, you know. I, so today, we've got a couple of things to talk about. We'll obviously be reflecting on the... I think it would be good to just have a chat about the Nintendo Wii as it officially... Kind of passes on in the realm of Nintendo consoles. Yeah. Um. There was a crazy amount of news in regards to Apple uh, this week, which is insane. There was a FaceTime bug. So for those who don't know, if you had dismissed a call, if you, I think if, even now, if you dismiss a call uh, on FaceTime, they not released a patch for nope, it. No, it's coming. It's coming out next week. Um. If you dismiss a call on FaceTime, they can see your audio and video, even though you don't know the person who dis- dismisses the call. They can see it. No, oh, the, the person, person who's who sent the call. The pe- so say I was giving you a ring right. and you press the power button to dismiss the call. I can then see your audio and video even though you have dismissed the call. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, we, there was that that we'll, that we'll get into. And there was also the Facebook and Google news uh, where Apple removed their um, distribution certificate. Um, which basically means that Facebook and Google's iOS development has ground to a halt. Uh, but I will get into that a wee bit later. Um, for now, we're going to play the the actual intro that we should have played at the start of the podcast, and we'll uh, we'll get stuck right in if I can find the app. Here we go again.
0: Pete, Pete on the Pete on the audio buttons, and he's just he's taking forever here.
1: Yeah. up, man. Here we go.
0: Hello again. Um, so, a rather strange intro to today's show, I think we would say, Pete.
1: I didn't mean to sabotage you this episode. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So, for those who didn't listen in last week, I um, I sabotaged Arden's intro by um, just basically turning the volume up and down when the theme was played. But I thought I'd stopped it this week, and then went to put the volume back up so that we could so that we could play sounds and obviously play the outro at the end. And you should have seen my face when the music started playing <laughs> <That's> <laughs> because I just looked like Arm had shot a Tyrannosaurus Rex in the foot. Oh I- <laughs>
0: I don't think I've ever seen so much panic
1: etched <laughs> <laughs> across your face? I'm sorry, man. So, yeah, let's just check that it is. Right. Right. Okay, we're good. Okay, right. it's good. Okay, good. Okay. So, I'm uh, sorry about that. Do you want to start again or do you want to keep going? We'll keep going. <laughs> we'll All right, just, okay, fantastic. We're um, uh, consummate professionals. <laughs> right, so, anyway,
0: we'll gather ourselves and we'll go again. We'll go uh, again. We spoke about, like, in our first intro of the day, that actually went better than the uh, the real one was meant to. Um, the Wii shop, uh, again... The Nintendo Wii, the for nin- all intents and purposes, the intent- is dead. Yes. It's a bit like when Sony said, you know, PlayStation 2's, you can still plug them in and they'll still work, but, uh, you know, you're not getting any new games for them. Sort of signals the end, I would, I would say. Um, <laughs> what is your... So the Wii, the Nintendo Wii itself. We'll, we'll take it more broadly than uh, than just the shop, because as you said, as a wider context, it what what are you what are your memories of the Wii?
1: Um, so I'd love to tell a really a really nice story about me and the Nintendo. <laughs> oh, here, I, here we go. It's a genuinely nice story. Okay. Um So as a Wii guy, I really started to get into Nintendo products. Um, I got the Game Boy Advance a couple of days after it came out. I got the Nintendo DS the day it came out. So when the Nintendo Wii was announced, I was I was an excited little pedro. I was very excited, very excited. Um, but for whatever reason, it was one of those situations in our house where we didn't we didn't pre-order. It was like, let's just go on the day and buy it. And we'd been lucky enough that it, that it went well with the Game Boy Advance and uh, the DS. Came to the Nintendo Wii, no such luck. No, uh, me and my dad spent literally a good five six hours scouring every game shop in Glasgow. Right. Uh, I remember us being at the Forge. I remember us being in Woolworths down at, when that was... Wilworth's. Before that was... Uh, it was Keith. it was Big W at the time. It was before oh, they, it became Oh, Tesco. At, at Parkhead? Yeah, Parkhead. Right. Uh, I remember going into town. <coughs> I remember going to the south side. And we finally got... <clears throat> there wasn't any copies of just the Wii available. It was, you had to buy like a, a, like a, a bundle. bundle. It was a bundle. So we managed to get, I mean, one of the games was Wii Sports. So it was great. It was fantastic. So we got a Wii, we got our two two controllers and we got Wii Sports and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, which Pirates was one of, of the, the worst Caribbean. games that I ever played. God. But I have really fond memories of me and my dad just spending that full day hunting for the Wii and then finally getting it and then going home. And, I mean, it was wild, like, you were, it was just, Wii Sports is crazy to think about, like, imagine, it was like when Microsoft uh, Connect was coming out. I was thinking about Kinect. It was when everything, it, off, it was when there was a, a very large movement to take away the stigma that video games, you're just sitting on your couch and you're playing on a controller. It was about, right, let's uh-huh. get up, let's get people to move. And, I mean, we all know in the end you could play Wii Sports on your couch, just... Yeah. I mean, all you are doing was moving about a remote, but it was brilliant. I remember it got the full family into video games for the first time ever, really. Ever, yeah. Um, My mum and wee sister had no interest in it, and next thing you know, they were like, let's play some uh, wee bowling.
0: Let's do it. Well, I had, I had a similar story with the Wii in the sense that like, I, I remember it was just mayhem when the Wii came out. Like, everybody wanted one. It was Um, quite affordable. It was was £180 £180, when it released uh, and you got wee sports with that. Because I remember, so basically I was looking, I was wanting to get one and I was like, oh no, I'm never going to get one. And, like, phoned about everywhere back when you couldn't, like... Well, you could check stock online, but you're better just to phone. Please. You're smarter than me and my dad. We just went everywhere. So, I, uh, I phoned um, Argos. The Argos in the Quadrant shopping centre in Coat Bridge, right? Which is the worst place in the world.
1: You're also giving away your location there, boyo.
0: That, that, my location. I just... That's where I phoned. I am in that area, roughly. Yeah. like not we'll go we'll go North Lanarkshire Council area. I think that that's what it narrows it down to. So I'd phoned about a few places, you know, like places in Cumbernauld, places in like Christon, places in Bells Hill, Coatbridge, Airdrie, that kind of thing. Uh, in the quadrant in Coatbridge, yeah, like that? Oh no, we don't have any and then she just like looked it up just to, you know, just to check. And uh, somebody's uh, reserve time had run out. So I was like, "Yeah, reserve it immediately." Went down and uh, picked one up, like on the day of release, um, which was which was pretty wild. Um, but it was quite good, I, I, and I, again, it did get everybody into it because. And do you know, the thing was as well. Do you remember in we sports the bowling when you would like bowl the ball behind you? Wow! And, and everybody would like, ah! Oh, can I? When I was in Japan in the summer, we went bowling. Uh, in a place that the, the sign in English out right the front said, let's bowling, right? Which, let's bowling. Which was, that, that's what drew me in, right? So we went in and we were bowling and there was like a group of like eight or nine, like obviously people from Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honest to God, right? One of the people, the ball slipped out of her hand, rolled back the way and they all reacted. And that, it was like <laughs> somebody had picked, it had like taken my me and put my me in the real world. Yes, and then picked myself up, because I don't want to say me again, and dropped me in Wii Sports, and honestly, it was like the funniest thing, but anyway,
1: really funny story. So, I think what's crazy is the Wii was launched around Christmas time, it was, uh, I think it was around December 8th, 2006, I want to say, yeah? Uh, aye, around that time. So, I think the reason that a lot of people got into it was because it was so close to Christmas time. Oh, yeah, of course, course. So, family were over, had this fancy new console, all that type of stuff. Um, but I found this I found this story on Wikipedia, and I've showed you it. You can see it. Can I you can see, see it? it? Highlighted. So, um, it was uh, launched in the UK on December 6th, I want to say. December 8th? December 8th. Yes. But, um... <laughs> The Spanish launch of the Wii console was moved to December 9th. Because December 8th is the celebration of the Immaculate Conception. And thus all shops were closed. What? So is that like the equivalent of Christmas? Because uh, I know that they give presents on like the 6th or 7th of January. Because uh-huh. that's when the three wise men arrived uh-huh. to give gifts. So that the the whole um, <laughs> dates thing with the Spanish. Well, well, that's, that's, that's quite funny. Uh, it's
0: like Spain's obviously like a play. Catholic,
1: Catholic country. I imagine, like, queuing up for your Wii and it's like, not today, son. It's the Immaculate Conception. Every
0: shop, every single shop in Spain, the Spanish economy t-
1: takes a massive hit because it's closed. Every shop is closed. So, country. Did you want to gift closed. a wee on the day of the Immaculate Conception? Think again. Not You'll happening. get it tomorrow. uh uh-huh. um, But yeah, so I've got, like, the fondest memories of getting the Wii, playing the Wii with my family. I remember, um... Mario and Sonic at the Olympic that Games. That was a good one. That was a fantastic game. And I was terrible at it, honestly. I remember uh, I was better at trampolining on the well, that Mario <laughs> Sonic than I was in real life. <laughs> Literally not setting a particularly high standard no, on was a trampoline. I terrible at trampolining in high school. Partially, for those listening who don't know, I have, and it was worse than a terrible fear of heights. So the idea of jumping up about 20 feet in the air into the... Tumble to the ground after doing a front flip was uh, genuine hell no, for me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say like the name, but I'm gonna say the
0: initials. Can you remember a certain SF on the trampoline? I don't know. Like with the with the, with the camouflage etc. That, oh yeah, like,
1: can yeah, you remember yeah yeah yeah. On a trampoline that was like Olympic level. That was crazy of. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'd mind us mentioning him. Uh, it was just a boy from our school called course. scott and um he was fantastic at all things stuntman yes and very it, much like insanely it would just be jumping over fences jumping Cl- off roofs climbing quarries i man, the guy had the guy could do oh, all his trampolining skills were if you'd describe the polar opposite of my trampolining skills that would be his yeah can i, can I just ask right, very
0: quickly we'll dive into the uh, the psychology
1: of peter um, okay
0: I mean, this like, is quite
1: so, far away from Mario and Sonic. So so, but see,
0: see the heights thing, right? This has always been something that's, that's got me. So see if you went up, like... So we're, we're not far from, like, sort of Mitchell Lane area in Glasgow, just on Buchanan Street. See if you went up the lighthouse, would you be scared at the top of the lighthouse?
1: No, so it's a really weird one. Like, going on a plane I don't care about. I think it's situations where there is a genuine practical possibility that I could fall and harm myself. So, like... A trampoline is obviously about five feet off the ground. Uh So when you're jumping up there, you're about 10, 15 feet high. Uh If if you jump at a normal height, I guess. Uh Not when you're me and jump about two feet high. Uh Um, And obviously that's from your toes. You've obviously got the full length of your body as well. So you feel very high off the ground. And that's... You could be like six, seven meters up. And that's what makes me uncomfortable. The idea of that's the ground and it could be really easy for me to fall. Uh Uh-huh. Um, it's like a really weird one. Like it's always been like these small heights of if I lose my balance, I will fall and hurt myself. Or if I fall, I could die. All the stuff like that. Well, stuff. I mean,
0: I, yeah. I thought it would be one of those where, where you're in a plane. And See, it, that doesn't bother me but in the it, slightest. But that almost transcends height. You're so high that you're like, if you're 35,000 feet up and you fall, that's it. And I think that kind of people don't mind that as much. But if you're like, as you said, about 10 meters and you fall it could be really, really painful and really, really awkward. And there's still the possibility you could die, but it's like, it would be a painful death rather than an instant one. I think yeah. that
1: might be what gives people the fear. So yeah, that's that's always been something that um, I've got better with over time. It's just always been one of those things, like it's almost like a sense of not being in control, I guess. Aye, Ten metres up in the air, apparently that's my biggest fear. Lo- so, yeah. loads, of, loads of people are scared of things like that. Um, but I but the, yeah. the
0: Nintendo Wii.
1: Aye, but <laughs> after that little um, dissection of my feels, um, what what other games do you remember playing? Man, uh, on the Wii, Mario Kart is the one for Mario me. Kart. When, when you would get the, do you remember getting the steering the wheel, wheel? The steering wheel. Yeah.
0: I used to hate playing it with an unchuck. I've got to say, I, I wasn't a fan with an unchuck.
1: No, but did you did you have the the classic controller? Uh, I it, did not. So it was like this kind of oval. It, it was almost the shape of a pill. Yeah. If you imagine what a Aye. pill looks like. And you were meant to use that console because obviously the Nintendo Wii was backwards compatible with the GameCube. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to play GameCube games on the Wii... I had the Wii flap in the top of it. You could plug GameCube controllers into it. Yes, but um, if you wanted to buy the Wii controller which was compatible with GameCube games, this is the one that you, you used. But that controller was also compatible with a lot of Wii games as well. Uh-huh. And it made Mario Kart the easiest thing ever because... Like me and you grew up with the, like the playing like the likes of playing like Gran Turismo on the PlayStation One, Mario Kart DS, all that all that type of Aye. stuff. Like we grew up playing a lot of racing games that involve a little joystick and arrows. Aye. So playing on the Wii, there was a lot of uncertainty because as young guys, we didn't really have any sense of how much moving left or right Aye, with the, the controller. The, the only
0: time you would have done that would have been in like. An arcade, an arcade, exactly. Like
1: so you plug in this wee controller. I was absolutely dynamite at Mario Kart with this thing because I played <laughs> hours of uh, Gran Turismo GT. and Sega GT two thousand or something it? like that. That was <sighs> one, that was one I had for the Sega. Xbox. Um, so I had, um, I've got fun memories of um, being the nice wee guy. Like, don't worry, mum, you can use the controller with the steering wheel. Meanwhile, I'm using the wee. You're uh, absolutely controller. roasting her on hundred and fifty cc. Exactly, man. I'm just. <laughs> Bossing it. Um, <laughs> Mario Kart was a fantastic
0: game, though. That was like, unless um, in, in you know you're like a corner away from victory,
1: blue shell, blue shell, comes. blue shell, blow up, end up. And Mario Kart, we was so bad for that in the sense of because there was twelve players rather than eight, it felt so harsh that you would get blue shell and go from first to seventh. You'd huh. be like, right, well, the, the race is over. I might as well just pack it in now. <laughs> Aye um and in the grand scheme of things you were still rocking a wee five or six points in the grand prix but um (laughs) it didn't didn't feel good that taste of victory those 15 points were snatched away from you especially on like rain see the worst one for it was rainbow rainbow road is a
0: horrible track you would get blue shelled you would fall off and then that would be that would be it the game would be over at that point um so other than Mario Kart, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think. Uh, there was obviously the Wii Sports Resort and stuff like that that came out, which was actually quite good. Here we go. Do
1: you remember this? Does this take you back to throwing your Wii controller at the TV, the but waiting because you had the the little loop? <laughs> <laughs> remember you had the little loop on <laughs> Do you your remember wrist? That? Remember all of the stories that came out about the
0: Wii that were basically saying um, that basically people were getting
1: massive. Like injuries because people were like they were launching the Wii remotes because they didn't have them attached to their wrist properly so I remember there was a lot of stories of um, you know people would be playing Wii Bowling quite drastically and you know they would uh, launch the Wii controller at their window and the window would smash I seen TVs smashing you know there was there was tons of that stuff. It quite, was, I uh, mean, that's quite funny. It was that, hilarious. It was, uh, mean, I was not suggesting it was a tragedy, the I fact was, you did not use the safety harness for the this is your fault. Exactly. That's it was, they, they, Do you know, I, I find
0: it funny when companies have to, companies get given the blame for things like that. It's like, we've given you something which stops that happening. Yeah. It, it would be like uh, a, a car crashing, the person not having their seatbelt on and then they turn around to BMW and going, "It's an absolute disgrace. That terrible. Person's absolutely
1: terrible. Um, did you ever have Wii Fit?
0: Uh, believe it or not, no. You didn't have WeFit. No. Uh, I, I knew people who who had Wii, Wii, Wii Fit was and great. Man. Wii fit. I loved Wii Fit, um, There was a lot of good games on there I liked the see the cycling one on WeFit. Yes, I, I liked one. that. One. Did you like that? I quite liked that one, which is quite ironic for people who know me. You know, I can't actually go a bike, which is uh, something that I've got to live with. But you know.
1: So why, why do you not know how to ride a wikern? Uh, I'm going to divulge into your uh, personal <laughs> history since you did the same with me. Genuinely? I just never got around to it. No? No. That's so funny.
0: It was basically my childhood. Um, so I grew up, sort of first, first five years of my life, grew up in North Lanarkshire and uh, didn't really bother with it then and then moved to, I used to live in Perth, Scotland. Um but the full time I lived in Perth, I lived in like the, the town centre, city centre sort of area. So a child on a bike in a town centre or a city centre isn't particularly great. So I didn't... I suppose then when I came, when I moved back down here, um, it was just one of those things. I was like primary seven. I didn't know how to do it
1: at that point. And then just sort of... Do you think you'll ever learn? Like, do you think if I said to you, Right next week, let's get two bikes. We'll <laughs> teach you how to cycle. Would you be up for that? I'm um, curious because I feel like our podcast listeners could hold you to it if you want to do it. Probably not, to be honest. You don't?
0: I, I, I mean, know. I'm I'm now 23, right? And I've, we could we could literally just. I've gotten more than like a quarter of my, uh, hopefully a quarter of my life. You could be missing out on a,
1: a passion. This could allow you to lose. scale mountains, to <laughs> drive weight. around Millport, to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need to lose weight, Arne, but well, I mean, To lose weight, try to tell my heart that. Um, no, uh, so no, we can't. We can't have this I mean, challenge. I mean, maybe at one point. Maybe at one point we could. <laughs> Listeners, if you would like to see Arn learn how to ride a bike, you know what to do. Um, we're available by email. It's hello at technicallypod. If you just put in the subject line uh, "bike riding," uh, we'll know. We'll, we can read out your email. We, um, could we'll, even,
0: we could even fire up a wee Twitter poll. We could. That would maybe
1: be good. But I mean, who's going to say no apart from you? One vote, Aaron. <laughs> that, that,
0: that could backfire. Did you see the uh, just another another very quick uh, diversion? The uh, the Saint Marin poll from the other night. St Mirren, the S- Scottish football club, from based in Paisley, which is uh, uh, I did not the see Glasgow. their poll, no. so it was transfer deadline day. So, basically, for those of us again who are not Scottish or listening, football transfers happen in windows, and so it's not like a draft system, you can just go and buy anyone from any club if you offer them enough money, that kind of thing. And there's a deadline day, and the deadline day was the 31st of January. And uh, St Mirren, the buddies, as their nickname is. Uh, body put, put a Twitter poll up and said uh, announce a new striker or go to bed and 65% of 5,000 votes said go to bed <laughs> <laughs> and then right, so it gets better so then Hamilton Football Club tweeted them with a bed emoji and then the sleeping emoji and then uh, a guy replied saying if you announce a new striker in 5 minutes I'll shave my head And three minutes later, they announced a new striker and quoted the tweet with the scissors emoji. But he deleted the tweet, and then they they had already screenshotted it before he deleted it and just tweeted him going, now, now,
1: look at Oh my God, that's (laughs) amazing. It's like the most Scottish football thing that's ever happened. But I was just like, this is is absolutely fantastic. Scottish football teams, social media teams, are definitely taking it up a notch. Um, You always see tweets that say stuff like, um, give admin a promotion, give admin a raise. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Another
0: one's the, uh, the AS Roma Twitter, the, Eng- the, the AS Roma the English English account. speaking
1: account. Yeah, yeah, we'll need to retweet a few of those because their content is just fantastic. Uh, um, I'm not a really Roma good. fan. I mean, when I say I'm not a Roma fan, I don't take a lot of interest in Serie A, the Italian league. I've fond memories of watching it growing up and I never had anything against Roma, but their social media team. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Who, so again, who do you say your Italian team would be? So my first football kit was my mum's friend um, got me a AC Milan kit with Filippo and Zaggy on the back. Oh. So that was my first ever kit. My second ever kit was a David Trezeguet Juventus kit? Oh, was it the one with the fast Deb sponsor? Or whatever uh, it I can't remember. I'm pretty confident it was a fake. Oh, it was like bet. it was that age where it was like she's probably went to like a stall uh-huh. and bought like just a football top on the back. Was it, it
0: Fastbet? Um, was that the company one? Got I don't know. It?
1: Um, now I know we're. I'm not trying to detour this into football, but do you want to know my third ever football top? Go. Cool. It was a Arsenal. Dennis Bergkamp. Oh, Top.
0: that way when you get that first touch from... See, to be honest, you know, that way I looked over at you... Did you just uh, say uh,
1: that's where I get my first touch uh, from?
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, my, 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 my like, fondest memory of you in a football kit was uh, our last day of high school. Um, so our last day of high school was... Uh, what, six years ago this year, which is... I mean, that's utterly terrifying. So six years ago this year, um, and we had P.E., and everybody like got in on a joke to like dress and or, like wear the most ridiculous thing you could. And Peter at age, uh that's yeah, that's the one I was thinking. We'll put that in the socials, that that top uh, Dreamcast sponsor. Uh, How apt
1: given the business that I now run? I know. I now sell Dreamcast games for a living.
0: Um huh. So we were out on like, the sort of uh, on the football pitch and everybody came out, so basically uh, I had like an Albion Rovers top on and scarf, and hat. Coatbridge's Bridge's local team, for those unaware. Yes, um, the wee Rovers. Uh, but Pete sort of forgot, or couldn't really find anything, or you, I think you brought in that AC top or something, of like it was something, no it wouldn't have been that, but you brought in a top, and you weren't particularly happy with it, because it wasn't funny enough, and then one of our friends, Andrew, had brought Shout in. Shout out to
1: Andy, man, what, what, what a decision to bring this jersey in. So we were 17 at the
0: time? Uh, So we were 17 years old and Andrew had brought in a Tottenham Hotspur 3rd kit from like 2003. and It was
1: this weird lycra stretchy material. So
0: bear in mind, we were 17 then, this was from 2003 and Andrew had it as a child. The he would have been seven years old, and Pete somehow the runt that he was at that time. I was extremely skinny. Think uh, we could dig
1: that photo. out? I think we maybe. I don't think it will show off my like the stretchiness of the top. There wasn't a picture that shows it was, that very well. On it me, there made, was a, like there was a team photos. Yeah, from what I remember, it was made by Kappa. is was, what uh, I remember. Yeah, that's a glorious wee bit of cap.
0: But uh, yeah, we'll try and find that and uh, share it with you. So basically, we've. Sort of went to reminisce about the Wii in the first half of this show, and then have just reminisced about childhood, which I suppose kind of the Wii's part of that childhood. Yeah, and the, the Wii is definitely part of my about. childhood. Um, I think
1: it's quite sad in a way to see it go. And always said it jokingly at the start, but it is quite sad to see the Wii move on. Um, the Wii U is a terrible console, and I, I can <laughs> I can only hope that the Nintendo Switch helps our, the next generation of kids enjoy Nintendo the way that we did. We did it, we did it lucky. We did it good.
0: Uh, I've just found that photo and I'm showing it to Peter just now, just so, uh, for is, this.
1: is my belly out? Or is uh, that a white top? I think
0: that's a white top. Oh, poor show from me, you were not that pale. Um, so I'm there on a baking hot summer's day with a scarf and a uh, hat on. There's a guy with a swimming cap, cowboy hat, uh, Celtic scarf, partick thistle top. So basically all, all bases covered. Um <laughs> but wait will we take a quick break at this point do you think and then we'll we'll get into some actual technology we chat will. so we'll be right back
1: stuff. after this small somber reflection on the nintendo e store r.i.p rest in peace hello darkness my old friend i've come to talk with you again and we're back. <laughs> I was expecting a nice fade out there, but the app has uh, betrayed me and just cut that off drastically. Uh, um, I-, I thought
0: you'd just turned off. I thought you just got fade up. <laughs> <You turned laughs> no, up. no. I um, I went to. Uh, um, I can imagine what you were kind of thinking at that point it was like, so Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne.
1: Um, <laughs> are you just uh, you uh, trying to take the limelight from my um, my from? soundboard? Yes. Um, do you want to know what I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. So we
0: have five buttons, <laughs> we are about 20 minutes in and we've pressed four of them. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying to this podcast, no, I'm only kidding, I'm not going to. Uh, so, the second half of the show, we are going to be moving on to some actual serious chat. Um, it's been a big week for Apple, Facebook and Google, three the biggest companies uh, out there. So, are we going to start with the FaceTime bug, do we think? Kick uh, it off
1: and tell us all about it. So... Basically, if you were... I'll just explain what the issue was, what the bug is. Yeah, for, um, those, for those who haven't disabled FaceTime on their devices, I don't know if it's going to be fixed by the time of recording, but probably not the best thing to have on in your phone right no. now. So uh, you can explain why. Especially if you're
0: doing anything of like a, a nefarious nature. So if somebody were to, <laughs> somebody were to FaceTime you uh, and you rejected the call so
1: if you dismiss the call yeah. by pressing the power, power button.
0: button so like you can you, know, you can just quickly reject a call with the power button you just like snap on the side done reject call dismissed um what would happen would be that that person could still see you and hear you um so as I said as Pete said disable it until the patch is out download the patch when it gets released. And then we and then it will be fine. However yeah,
1: so, so the way that it works is it's it is a bug with um group FaceTime. So to just to confirm like if you're just FaceTiming someone is normal and you reject it, this won't happen. So this is kinda this is kinda how it works. So if I was to begin calling Aaron from FaceTime Video, before you picked up, I would then add myself to the call. So in the latest version of FaceTime, you can do group up to thirty two people. Okay. So But it allows you to add yourself to the call. Once you've added yourself, FaceTime seems to assume that it's an active conference call. So it begins sending the audio of the person that you're calling, even though they've not picked up yet. So because you've added yourself, it just assumes people are picking up. So it just starts blasting everyone's audio out. So in other words, if you see your iPhone ringing with a FaceTime video call, it's possible that the person calling you could listen to your microphone before you've picked up. The bug requires that you have an OS that supports group FaceTime to work. So that's still a large population of people, but if you weren't using iOS 12, then it doesn't matter. Um, But what the Verge reported, which was even worse, was that um, if one of these kind of fake conference calls is happening, aka if you've added yourself, um, if the recipient hits the power or volume button to ignore the call, it will broadcast the video from the phone as well. (laughs) now, what I'm not sure about is, and the article didn't really explain it in detail, is you've declined the call, so it's shown the video. How long does it show the video for? At what point does that cut off? That's that, what I'm really curious I,
0: about. I, Surely you would think it would be until that person
1: ends the call. Yeah, the person who, the
0: so basically that person could sit and watch you and listen to you for as long as they want. Yeah. Because you're, you're obviously when you obviously on your phone, you won't have the, Let's see on, a, on like an iPhone, you get the wee bar at the top that says touch to return to FaceTime call. That wouldn't be there because you've rejected the call. So you have no way of like disconnecting. A bit like remember on like old house phone lines, it, the call wouldn't disconnect like, you, somebody couldn't phone you until the person on the other end had disconnected. Um, I would imagine it would be a bit like that. But so, I mean, this is obviously, um, quite a breach of privacy.
1: Extremely serious. Extremely serious. And considering Apple, the company who kind of pride themselves as being the company that doesn't, you know, spy on you, doesn't take your information the same way um, Google and Facebook do, because Huawei, apparently, (laughs) the US government would have us believe. Um, Yeah, it's it's quite, I mean, it's a bug. It's not, it's not been intentional. I but it's a serious lack I in the security think. from Apple.
0: Like these, these things like this happen um very rarely of such a a serious nature. Um so you said it would be next week. We are currently recording on the Saturday morning afternoon time, um on the second of February. So is it what what kind of date are we looking at? For? So
1: I think by the time you guys are listening to this it should be fixed. Apple had delayed the fix and they said later this week that right. article was posted yesterday. <laughs> so I don't really know when they're planning on issuing it. But the bigger issue is everyone's going to have to update their software. Aye. Because if you don't update There's it... There's still going to be a large amount of people who don't update their software because they won't hear about this bug. I was going to say, I have not heard, I
0: hadn't heard about it until like we started talking about it the other day. Um, so it's quite a... I mean, and then and then you're talking about like uh, privacy concerns and stuff like that, and then there's all this other news with Apple that's came out this week um, with relation to Facebook and Google.
1: Um, do you want me to go into that one, or do you want to take that one? On uh,
0: yeah. you go, Pete, you fire through. you, you fire want me to through go into this one? Speaking.
1: So this one's a bit meatier, and it's a bit more of a difficult situation to try and explain. So the easiest way to describe it is um, if you want to develop apps for the iPhone... Um, Typically, if me and you wanted to create a technically speaking app, we would uh, just get an Apple developer account, costs Uh £100 a year. And what that allows us to do is it allows us um, to submit stuff to the App Store, but it also allows allows us to use apps on our phones which aren't available on the App Store yet. So whether that's for testing purposes, um, if we're in a small company and we wanted to make a wee... A small app for tracking stuff like you're able to do that. Uh-huh. Um, bigger companies like, um, obviously, like Facebook, Google, who've been mentioned today, um, they get what's called an enterprise license. So this will be a hundred pound license that like me and you can get. You can't use that to distribute apps to fifteen thousand members of staff. You need something a little bit more rigorous and something a bit more um, serious. Uh-huh. So obviously companies like google and facebook have got this but part of their terms and conditions is that the enterprise license um is o- used just for employees and just for testing so just for that it's uh-huh. it's got a very it specific has, it, use has case. To be,
0: it has to be contained within
1: that yes. company um so that's one side of it okay so to then explain what kind of happened um to my understanding at least facebook owned a vpn company um, for those who don't know what a VPN is, that's if you kind of want to hide what you're doing on the internet. So it can be used to spoof that you're from another country. Uh-huh. So one of the most common uses of a VPN is if there's a TV show on Netflix in America, you can spoof that you're in America. Hola. Is that, Hola? Is that Hic- Hic- one, one that you yeah. may have heard of? Yeah. Um, It can also just be used to keep your information private. You know, it can just be one of those things. You just don't want folk to know what you're doing. I I, I I think that's fair enough. Obviously, a lot of companies use it to keep company secrets and to keep their information secure. (laughs) So Facebook uh, owned one of these companies and it kind of came to light that what they were doing was all of the information, which they were keeping secure, but they were analyzing that data. Um, So that data was used, you know, they could tell when Instagram was taken off because of the amount of use. They could tell when WhatsApp was taken off, and they could they could really understand what apps were becoming more popular, all that type of stuff. This kind of breached, um, excuse me, Apple's terms and conditions. So it got taken off the App Store. So it was like, no, nope, that's a breach of terms and conditions. You're not allowed to analyze data like that. Um, that's our information as to what apps are popular. You shouldn't be getting access to that. So they cut that VPN out of the App Store, but. Obviously, Facebook, not happy with us. They are um, a data collection company at the end of the day. It's their I suppose what, so. Uh. What they want to do is to get as much data from users as possible and use that to serve uh, good, advert, good adverts or a myriad of other recommendations. Um, so th- what they started doing was they started ta- uh, targeting people between the ages of 13 and 33, uh, running ads saying, um, we'll give you a $20 gift card. And in exchange for that gift card, what we'll do is we'll say, we'll put this app on your phone, uh, this app, which isn't available in the App Store, and we'll just use it to kind of track your usage and stuff like that. So uh-huh. they, it was kind of a vague thing, like, you know, we'll just track what you're up to, but not, and just use it for research purposes. Okay. Um, now, don't get me wrong, they did use it for research purposes. That That's kind of, but... Still a breach. The way that they were allowing... Um, so... You get your $20 gift card. You get given that app. The way that you installed that app was using Facebook's enterprise license. So they would give you Facebook's enterprise license. Which then... Which was meant to only be used for... that bubble,
0: that self-contained yeah.
1: so they, staff thing. So they then broke the term of condition, which is that you can only use the enterprise license for internal purposes and not to be used with consumers because Apple wanted to hold have control over what's available and what's not available to consumers through their app store. Okay. Alright? Yep. So um Apple found out what was kinda going on. Um people weren't really too sure how much information the app had was harvested. had access to. I mean they know it could have had access to encrypted messages, emails, all that. It basically, an app has got a lot more permissions than what a VPN has got access to. Because uh-huh. an app is just, it's directly rooted in the phone, so it can effectively target it... everything. Um, So, it was a breach in terms of, um, it was a breach purely on the terms of giving it to consumers. That's that's the breach. Uh-huh. All right. So... It, cr- it crossed a line, basically. Yeah. So regardless of what the app was doing, Facebook breached by giving an app that wasn't available on the app store to consumers. So Apple found out about this and they revoked their enterprise certificate. So basically every internal Facebook app, every tester, every beta tester for Facebook apps, just all the apps just fail. now don't work. Yes. They just they just don't work at all. It's nothing. The app crashes, doesn't do anything. Um so it's it's Crazy because, obviously, I mean you're not employees and uh, employees for Facebook. We are not. So we, but what what it kind of came to light was that you know Facebook use a lot of things for internal use. Like they've got an app that will tell you when there's a bus coming. They've got an app that tells you what's on in the cafeteria. They've got all these little internal tools and internal apps. That,
0: so, I've got to say that sounds very um, black mirror that kind of thing to me. It's Silicon Valley. It's uh-huh. as close as it's uh-huh. going to
1: get. Um, so that happened. So obviously, what I think is kind of crazy, and I don't know about you, but the only way they can fix this is like with a conversation, literally between Mark Zuckerberg and Tim Cook, like CEO uh, of Apple, all the way the CEO of Facebook. That that's it. That, I mean, that. this is the thing, right? So this is
0: episode eighteen of this podcast. How many episodes have we actually spoken about Facebook breaching privacy, breaching?
1: It's been a year, well, I know it's 2019 now, but the last 12 months, there's literally been a scandal every month, I want to say. Um, Facebook are just becoming a company that you're less and less likely to trust, but you're using as more of a utility and a service. And one of the things that, um, especially the younger people who were installing this app on their phone, they thought that information was being taken by other companies anyway and just thought it was free money. They were like... Couple, yeah, as you, com- as you said. Companies are already harvesting my data. Companies are already harvesting my data. A 13-year-old goes, 20 bucks, a lot of money. Uh-huh. Oh, right, when you're 13. When you're 13. So they they just seen it as free money. 20 beans. Exactly. Um, it's uh, it's a lot of money. So um, it's crazy. Um, so and on you go, man. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I just...
0: Uh, Facebook just baffled me, really.
1: Um, so obviously this, this then happened with Google as well. So what I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on is... What I think starting to come to light is that a lot of companies are using this enterprise certificate to distribute stuff to consumers. And I think even though Apple are punishing Facebook because they broke the rules on, um, so sorry, they're punishing Apple because of, they're punishing Facebook, sorry, because Apple are punishing themselves. Good one, Pedro. Third time lucky. I know, good one. Uh, So yeah, Apple are punishing Facebook because they've broken the rules of distributing apps to consumers. Okay, It's came to light that this is quite a common thing for companies to do. So the real question that you have to look at is, is Apple actually punishing Facebook because of what the app did? Um, so the fact that it harvested their information is that maybe what they're more likely being punished for rather than the fact that they were distributing stuff to consumers Maybe since it's now coming to light and it's an er- it's an early time to look at it and it's we're kind of this is more in the zeitgeist hot, than usual. Hot, hot, hot off the press. Hot off the press. Is it, potent- is it potentially that Apple, you know, they, they pride themselves as being a secure company? FaceTime bug aside, but they do see themselves as being a secure company where your information relative- is... Relatively speaking, non-technically speaking, I would say they... Probably are yeah, like if you were to think of companies you trust, I'd say Apple. won out of Apple, Facebook, and Google. So Apple, aye. Yeah, Apple won that. Yeah. Aye. Um. Did I say something else?
0: No, 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 no. I was oh, just. Okay. I, I was like. I, you've got I, me panicking. No, you know, yeah, answered the, answer the the question for me. Basically, what you've explained to me and uh, our, our dear listeners is that I think it it looks to me if this seems to be like a more common thing than. Um, than, you know, as I was originally thought. Do you think Apple... I mean, I think Apple might just be trying to make an example out of Facebook because you might have companies that do it and think, oh, we're well, just a wee company, we'll get away with it. But if they actually turn around to one of the biggest companies, like I mean, Facebook is it huge now. Um,
1: so what I think would be quite interesting to, to go on to discuss is... Um so, this happened to Facebook. Right. The day after, Google then, um, it kind of came to light that Google had um, been monitoring iPhone usage with with a private app. <laughs> so, they'd been doing the exact same thing. It's called Screenwise Meter, And it's been a program that's been around since 2012. And basically, Google turned around and went, oops, sorry. Um, we didn't realize it was doing this discontinued the app. It was like the equivalent of being like, hey Apple, here's a couple of pizzas. Sorry, Just chill. I didn't realise
0: this gun would fire bullets out of it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Apple then turned around and don't took they, Google's licence off the internet. Well, I mean,
0: that's one thing you can say from Apple. Absolutely fair play to them for not um, not shirking their, their response. Because I mean, at the end of the day, right... It's the their rules. It's been broken. Exactly. If, you, if you set terms and conditions, the companies agree to those terms and conditions, and then breach them, you would expect each company to be treated with the same um, iron fist. And yeah. T- so, t- and t- I mean, um,
1: there's grown evidence that shows that they're not the only two customers doing it, to, to be fair. So, it's came out that Amazon and Sonos, two massive companies, they all distribute beta versions of their apps to non-employees. So why are they not being given it? Why are they not being punished? Hmm. Because it's just a beta version of their app. So my, 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 the way I look at it is that they're being punished because not only did they break the rules, but it's what they broke the rules doing. So the fact that they were monitoring and harvesting, Aye. I think is the key motivation. But, you know, I think folk like me and you turn around and go, well, look, you know what? Facebook and Google deserve it. You, like that, that's, Aye. But that's that's jury by Public, uh, that's I mean, that.
0: I mean, we we've got got a very biased. Epi- like, I mean, at the end of the day, right? Google. I mean, so we're talking about agreeing to terms and conditions. Companies agree to these terms and conditions. We as consumers, when we download an app, give like permissions to those apps. So we've spoken on the podcast before. I think it was very early on we spoke about Messenger and the fact that you give that permission to listen to your voice and access your camera but you give it that permission because if you want to send somebody a voice message if you want to send somebody a photo from messenger it has to have access to your camera it has to have access to your microphone yeah and it's whether or not you then believe that they're using that as a smoke screen to cover like because people and i mean i mean i think it's happened to me before and i think it might just be a sort of orwellian paranoia where i'll move to um Isla Jura and just be terrified communists I come from uh, where you end up um, thinking, oh, uh, I, I spoke about um, an ironing board, like did an actual Google <laughs> one, and then, you know, like 20 minutes later I was on uh, I was on Google and they uh, looked something up and an advert for an ironing board came up. It's a conspiracy, Chief. See, the thing is, if they do do that, then fair enough. Like, uh, people, uh, this, this could be controversial, right? But I mean, I know people who kick about with like wee bits of wee bits of like uh, masking tape or duct tape over their webcam.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg does it. Mark
0: Zuckerberg does it right, but this is the difference, right? Would people want to spy on Mark Zuckerberg? Yes. Would people want to spy on wee Jamie for Bishop Briggs? Who? Yes. <laughs> like who works? Monday to Friday, nine till five, and an office job, and like talks about ironing boards in his spare time.
1: Well, I mean, I think not from the perspective of, not from the perspective of, oh, he's got some juicy information, but from the perspective of an ironing board company, if Google can turn around and say, hey, look, man, we'll get we'll get you someone who's ready to buy an iron board. Aye, yeah, they'll they'll pay for that. Aye, so. But, but, I mean, it's they, not that there's no malice in it and that makes it okay but it's uh, I get what you're driving at I mean, I mean, I understand what you're driving at I mean
0: people people criticise capitalism and that and I get that And they're I, still breaking the rules though I, if I agree. if, with if that's it. the case but, I mean if you give it so if I mean if somewhere contained in that um, terms and conditions it says oh we may use uh, data we gather um, by the permissions you give from this app to uh, set marketing preferences and stuff like that then
1: if you give it that permission, but I don't think they do. I think that's the key point.
0: But surely that would have people would have found that out by now. Like and see but the they thing don't, is, so that, that's, that's the d- thing. Do d- like, people do people place such self importance on them that they think on themselves that they think that um, Facebook, like, other than being able to run ads, ultimately care.
1: D- other than running ads, I don't think they do care, okay, no.
0: Exactly, like, if you, if you kick but, a bit with a, with a bit of tape over your webcam, but there's come also, on. But
1: there's also the AI angle and that giving more information to artificial intelligence can help build better robotics and stuff like that in the future. So it's it's not purely from an advertising perspective. I'm okay, so sorry been... for anyone that just heard <laughs> That came from the
0: very depths, that. It
1: did. Um, but yeah, like so, there's. It's not just purely a commercial aspect to it. There is potentially that, that information could be used, and it's more. I think it's more about the choice. Folk don't like being able. Folk, like GDPR is there for a reason, and uh-huh. that you're able to agree or disagree with whatever marketing preferences you want. Whereas. If they're listening into your phone without your permission, then that's obviously. But if you
0: give the phone fo- if you give them permission to listen into your phone. But they're phone. not,
1: that's what I'm saying. At the moment they're not giving them permission. So the,
0: I'm sure the permissions on the Messenger app that is one of the permissions.
1: Not for marketing preferences.
0: So would that have to explicitly state for marketing yeah, you preferences? You need to
1: explain why why you're given those permissions. Because marketing is the big thing with GDPR. So you would need to explicitly say I am okay with Facebook listening in for marketing preferences because uh, they need access to your microphone because you phone people in, in messenger of course so they like, so they're not they're not they're not screening that data that's they say that they say publicly that's encrypted that they don't look at that so I think I think the reason people get upset when something like this happens is that they think that they're lying can I, that's that's what
0: it is uh-huh. again the whole smoke screen thing can I ask a quick question I seen a thing last week about Facebook. It looking to sort of merge Messenger, Instagram and WhatsApp or like something to do with this.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the thing.
0: What would that mean for the end-to-end encryption on WhatsApp?
1: That was my concern as well. I think that goes away. I think that the end-to-end encryption has to go away. Well, if Messenger has an end-to-end encryption. Have you ever tried secret messages on Messenger?
0: I've seen it there, but I didn't know what it was.
1: So It's a really weird <coughs> thing where you can only access the messages on a particular device they can expire after a set amount of time. And they disappear. So, quite weird, quite weird. Quite um, weird. But
0: that's end-to-end encrypted.
1: So that's end-to-end encrypted. So in theory, they've got the technology there to offer end-to-end encryption on Messenger to uh, WhatsApp calls and uh, and, uh, and messages. And I'm assuming that they will do that. But from an I like p- to think. But from an outside perspective. If you're using uh, WhatsApp for encrypted stuff, I'd probably suggest moving to another platform. I think most people who are doing, who are wanting their stuff to be kept encrypted, for important reasons, have already moved to apps like Signal. Have you heard of Signal? I have not. Signal's uh, is a end-to-end encrypted app. It's very heavily based around security. Um, so there's definitely alternatives out there that have mainstream use. Uh-huh. especially in other countries. Yeah, I think, I
0: think a lot of people who use WhatsApp just use it because it's, there. it's, it's convenient. It's right? a
1: cross-platform way to message folks. <laughs> it's like, if you've All got right. an iPhone, you've got iMessage, obviously, but if you're on Android, there's not a good messaging app for Android. So WhatsApp is as good as you're going to get. I mean, I use... Um, we use Facebook Messenger Facebook quite a Messenger, lot. So it's one of Facebook's products regardless uh-huh um so yeah that's happening yeah that's a that was a kind of crazy story because it, it popped up during the weekend that... and instagram as well which i find insane uh-huh. so it means that if you're on instagram you can message someone through whatsapp like that just to me is wild why would you want to do that i, I don't know. know but it's <laughs> obviously they're looking to converge power and i mean we've spoken about the whatsapp founder leaving facebook and the instagram oh, founders so leaving we facebook did. Is this why they fundamentally disagreed? A, a, a because they're struggle. Because they're trying to pull it more together, more tightly integrate those three companies?
0: But do you think it was maybe as well, like a wee, uh, a wee political resignation where you kind of just slide them a wee resignation note? You're actually pushing them, but... Who knows? You know, just saying, Who knows? I mean, uh, but... I mean we spoke about that and said that hopefully more stuff would come out, but to be honest, it kinda that story kinda died a death, nothing more came out. I, was that I want to say it, it was about episode eleven.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was before we took our kinda break over Christmas in the new year. Yeah. So um Aye, pretty wild. Um so um just to kinda give folk a base of where we are just now, Apple did allow Google and Facebook to start internal testing again. But they've obviously made their point now and made national news Guys at Google and Facebook were off work because they just couldn't do anything. They basically had been made redundant by Facebook, by Apple, sorry. Um, So to kind of close out today's podcast, I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on the... There's been a lot of talk in the tech community about the fact that Apple do hold a lot of power. And, you know, Apple could just turn around one day and be like think of it this way right think of it this way right Apple have got a fairly reasonable set of terms and conditions and people will turn around and say you know what it's our platform it's our software we can do what we want sort of thing right Right. but what happens if you know Apple turn around they get a new CEO and they launch Apple TV platform they launch the new Apple TV platform and they want to get a monopoly on that they just want to get a lot of market share so what they do is they go um, right you know what we're not going to offer Netflix, Amazon Prime on the App Store anymore Tough luck. You know what, Spotify, we don't want you on there because we just want people to use Apple Music. Like, they could, in theory, do that. They could. And there's no repercussion. There's no way for anyone to appeal that the same way that you would have. So, an example... So, would, would
0: this be if, if Netflix, Amazon Prime, or Spotify breached the terms and conditions? Or no. just, the Apple's just Apple's
1: one? Just Apple's one. Like, Apple... The whole thing is that Apple have got all... They hold all the cards. They hold all the control.
0: Um... It's actually quite interesting. I mean
1: So the the reason I'm bringing it up, right, is um I was listening to a couple of podcasts and what there's a thing in the American government, right? It's crazy. So uh see with T V companies like ISPs like so like the equivalent of like Sky and Virgin here, oh. right? Okay, so there's a really big thing about how um on the T V box, right, what channel you are can make or break your business, right? Right. So say like um the example we use in the podcast was say Comcast or whatever bought up a couple of tennis channels right right they could then say say espn I've got a tennis channel let's move them away from channel 144 to 899 beside all the radio channels and we'll put our tennis channels in espn's place they've just espn have just lost a lot of business and they've not done anything wrong they've not broken any rules they've not done anything comcast have just served their own interests there's a there's a government there's like a part of government in America that would allow that tennis company to appeal that, right? Like the oh. FCC, which is the communications side of the U.S. government, could turn around and say Comcast, that's not fair. You can't do that. Hmm. So there, there's there is like a panel. Do, do there you think to this
0: would, Do you think this is a case then of government regulation being behind? because there was a whole thing that came out last week about well,
1: net neutrality and all that type uh-huh. of stuff that's the, it's, it's essentially the same kind of rules it's like net neutrality is that a company can't turn around and say hey you are so like net neutrality for those who don't know is was a set of laws in America that they brought into place and what it had stopped companies from doing was like say um so see see here in the in in Europe right um there's a thing called um I think it's called zero ruling. Okay. And basically what that is, is um, if you you walk into a three shop, the mobile company three, Mm -hmm. they'll turn around and say to you, you know what? You can get, um, you can use Netflix and it won't come out of your data allowance or you can use Spotify and it won't come out of your data allowance. Right? Right. So you can do that, right? Now, there's a good chance that Spotify and Netflix are paying three to do this. Right. And it also reduces competition. Because what if you're like a plucky upstart, like a small company, and you start streaming videos? Companies might be, or sorry, your customers, your potential customers might go, well, you know what? I'm not going to watch it on that app because it's going to come out of my data allowance. But if I watch Netflix, it doesn't come out of my data allowance. Um, so
0: That's just, that's big companies do that and they try and uh, force a bigger market share.
1: Um, so the, the, the whole point of net neutrality in America was to stop that. It was to basically allow fair competition to allow And even playing field, to to kind of level Aye. out the playing field. That's what regulation is designed for: uh-huh. it's to stop monopolies and it's to allow competition because Aye. competition makes people competitive, and I get that. have a better offering. Aye. So, um, it can kind of extend that way because I mean you could also turn around and say that the Apple regulation is also like antitrust. Uh huh. Like if they if they knock someone off, surely that's in bad faith.
0: Um. I mean, that, you could be there all day talking about that. I think but it's what, a case what, of...
1: what side do you fall on? Do you think that it's fine for Apple to be able to have the potential power just to strike anyone off their app store? Or would you think that some regulation actually could be beneficial? I
0: think regulation could be beneficial because unless there's a breach of terms and conditions, that I, 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 is unfair that Apple can just do that.
1: The way I look at it is there's also only two mobile software companies. You can only get iOS or Android. Like Aye. they've effectively got a duopoly on uh-huh. the market uh-huh. and there's no one able to hold them to account.
0: Um I mean that's a it's a it's a big hot potato, especially the way the UK is going now in the sense that
1: Well oh, no 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 I'm not asking about your political thoughts or anything like that. I just want no, to say was, purely like... in an ideal world, how would you like to see this issue tackled? Would you give Apple the trust? Like you because you could turn round and say you could flip the coin and say that too much regulation might actually stop any competition. Like, I,
0: yeah, it's, I mean, it's what it's all about the balance. I would say that regulation would be beneficial. But what I was going to say, um I mean, we are getting we're now within two months of a rather large political event happening, and if that happens without Britain getting a deal, then I could see a lot of I could see deregulation rather than regulation.
1: Well, that's a big part of um, America's government right now is deregulation. So they took net neutrality away. Uh-huh. Um, i've seen mean, all
0: the, the 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 memes at the thing like rip net neutrality that kind of
1: thing yeah um, and, and you know what it, at that point it does become a level of trust and, a, and that's that's the way people people who like deregulation assume the companies have got your interests at heart oh, they assume
0: you're friends with the companies friends yeah. friends with the people who run the
1: company they, they assume that you know they'll do good things to be customer beneficial and you know what you could turn around and say net neutrality would be bad here because it means that if I go get a contract with three I'll have to pay for Netflix or Netflix will come out so you could say that the regulation in in those circumstances is bad.
0: But I mean you could say that for any form of regulation you could find circumstances in which it will be bad.
1: Because the whole point of net neutrality is not only does it allow so net neutrality allows the smaller companies to have a stay or a say but it, it could actually be less preferential for the uh-huh. consumer at the, at the end of the day. Right. It could so actually cost the consumer What buy. we'll do,
0: we've, I think we've ran over a wee bit here, and what we'll do is... How 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 far in are we? Uh, once we clip out all the stuff at the start, but I never... Oh, um, what a tasty episode so, for people. And as well, obviously there was a whole thing last week about uh, laptop charging. Yes. My laptop has less than 20% battery. Fantastic. Uh, we'll, so, we'll, get,
1: we'll, uh, we'll wrap up here. Do you one, want to
0: do the, the closing announcements? I have just got to say one quick thing.
1: Hit me. Would you like to see this regulated or as is? I would like to see it as is until there is a show of antitrust. Right. Okay. So I mean, as soon as there's a, as soon as someone should be punished, I'd want them to be punished. But until then, I think that it could stifle competition. Okay. I mean, I would, I would, I, I would go, I would go regulate
0: it. You'd go regularly to uh, right bureaucracy, away. Bureaucracy, all the way. Um, Love that. EU so <laughs> bureaucracy. So, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Um, if you've enjoyed today's show, uh, leave us a wee five-star review on iTunes. Only five stars.
1: Only five stars. Um, to the fo- folks who've done it already, thank you so much, I know, Why? by the way. We're getting, uh, we're getting some good reviews, I'm pure chuff. I know,
0: it's, it's quite weird to be praised for something. Um... As well, uh, if you just have any comments, if you would like to comment on a two thousand and four Tottenham Hotspur kit or net neutrality, then get or we sports in t- or we sports, uh, rest in peace. Uh, then get in touch with us. It's hello at technicallypod.co.uk. You can find us on social media at technicallypod, and that's across all platforms: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, I would say our Twitter's quite good. I enjoy the Twitter.
1: Uh, I've been doing a lot on Twitter, man, haven't
0: <laughs> I? I just, I've, my phone's been buzzing, obviously, because we, we both share the account
1: To all of our new American listeners, uh, yeah, um, welcome Best of luck I know, ho- uh, hopefully you understood this podcast um, I just realised how I sounded, understood I
0: Hopefully you understood uh, It was like, I was talking to you yesterday A Scottish person can never say angry when they say the word purple <laughs> <laughs> Burglar uh, alarm a Burglar alarm's another one Um uh-huh. so hello at technicalpod.co.uk. At TechnicallyPod, technicallypod.co.uk is the website and we run on Anchor, which we're big, big fans of. Um Thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Keep yourself yourself, be careful. Good morning, good evening, or good night.
1: Bye. Bye.